right where Lane Wayne broadcasted live. Nope, right now. Right now. <laughs> and Ralph disappeared. Close enough. Did he go into the uh, ladies' room? I, I just went into the ladies' room. You went to the Van Hagar room. Okay. Yeah. Remember, yeah. folks, wings, not rings. Yeah. Exactly. Here we go. All right, welcome to the Rat Sour Review. Oh my God, we already got a, a person in the chat room, Catman. What's up, Catman? And hello to everybody watching the show. Hello, Ralph. Thanks for joining hey, us. Just to let you know, Catman. Yeah. He's pissed that I'm not a cartoon in the intro. Oh well, we'll have to do something about it. I'm that. fine with it, but Catman hates that shit. All right, I'll, I'll try to do something. Uh, and and we're joined by Lou, as always. Hello, Lou. Good day. Good day, and Greg. Hello, Greg. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, you you look very slimming today. That background looks perfect on you. By the way, thank you. I, <laughs> I just noticed it's groundskeeper Willie as Freddy Krueger. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, Catman said, "Holy crap! Those puppets are so grotesque." Yes, they are very grotesque. You know what else is grotesque? These two Ozzy albums. No ah! Mr. Wicked and um, uh, No More Tears. No, they're not very grotesque. I actually like both of these albums somewhat. So uh, we'll get into that. Um, so um, we'll do No Rest for the Wicked first. Um, Greg, you have a huge problem with No Rest for the Wicked, and you've been talking about it all day in our chat. So I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> and I had to this album in about 20 years and i remembered it being eh, okay not his best but it was still pretty serviceable holy shit first of all <clears throat> there there's like four songs in here that are good although i don't like how all of them sound on the record but crazy babies ain't bad miracle man's the good song tattoo dancer and bloodbath in paradise three of those are on the just say ozzy ep and man does it sound better live problem number one Ozzy's voice is fucking shot here and they try to cover it up with these stupid effects and these gang vocals that are out of place like Miracle Man is fucking righteous live it's a great song and then during the chorus what the fuck is going on here out of melody out of tune ugh, irritating but um, you know it, it's funny because I mentioned something about Bark of the Moon which I love that record anyway, but about Daisley kind of seemed disinterested in the songwriting there because he was just a paid member. Man, does this album make the worst song on there? <clears throat> so tired. Um, sound like the fucking Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. Th this record, bad. Wild is untamed. He sounds like an unrequested Vinnie Vincent solo that goes on too long. <laughs> love it. Every single note it's like dude come on 
And that, that's one thing I love about No More Tears, though, is he figured out a way to take that and do it to his benefit. But this whole record is like a cliche of an Ozzy Osbourne album. It's the Jason Lives of Ozzy's catalog, except Jason's Lives was very entertaining. <laughs> but wow. But Demon Alcohol, just a quick retread, a suicide solution, it makes Pat mm. Boone do crazy train looked like it should have gotten the fucking metal grammy which actually knowing the people that run the grammys i'm kind of surprised never happened in retrospect but these are the same people that gave tenacious d the grammy for a cover of last in line from dio which i thought was completely stupid but i don't think much of the grammys anyways really you think that's stupid and millie vanilli winning the best award for new artists and Jethro Tull oh. Metal Award. <laughs> Ralph, I'm with you. Already, if you. But but the thing is, by the time Tenacious D won, we already knew that. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Here's the difference between Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and uh, and and the Grammys. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame are the enemies of metal. They do shit intentional. The Grammys are retarded. They're dumb. They don't know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? They're they You gotta give the Grammys slack. Just like, you know, hey, man, if you see somebody that's mentally unstable, you feel bad. I feel bad for the Grammys. Those poor idiots. I'm with you. I don't care. I, I told Wayne, I don't give a damn if I if we ever win a Grammy. I don't care about that. I don't care about accolades from elitist snobs. I just love doing what we're doing. But the more and more the Grammys do stuff like this, it just makes me glad that I would never want to join a club that would even consider me as a member member i'm sorry greg go ahead continue it's okay <laughs> nice segue <laughs> <laughs> but it, it sounds like somebody trying to copy ozzy and doing it very fucking badly i mean none of it hardly even sounds interested it's white snake and Kingdom Come were doing shit in the late 80s that sounded more, more Ozzy. Mm. Or was at least predictable. I mean, like I said, Ultimate Sin might have been the L.A. album, but it was Ozzy doing L.A. his own way. This sounds like Ozzy trying to be Ozzy and failing at it miserably and trying to cover up the fact his voice is blown and all that. It just gives everything a real weird effect and wild being untamed like that really bugs me on most of the songs and ruins them even though i said there there are good ones but mm-hmm. there's also a lot of so yeah i really did not like this one at all on re-listen um definitely his worst album of his classic period now, do you think this has anything for you know for your opinion that uh you know the band members keep changing like now it is zach wilds in the band and he's got to get used to playing with um, um what's the drummer's name uh, i can't remember what randy head. castillo uh, randy castillo thank you and and uh, bob daisley's back on this album too so do you think it's kind of like you know everybody's got to get each other's groove and they just really didn't get it yet or what oh yeah that's definitely a big part of it they didn't play together much and you could tell um I mean, Daisley's performance isn't bad, but he's playing it like a session bassist, which, you know, is great for a Steely Dan record where they're focused on perfection. But he, not that the rhythm section doesn't sound like it's together, but this sounds on kind of a disinterested. He turns in a formidable and technically good performance, but there's no feeling to it. Mm -hmm. Castillo plays great, but 
same thing. Uh, you know, Wild with the guitar is probably the biggest one. He's just out there. He doesn't feel like he's playing with the rest of the band. And that's a re really good point. And I'm glad you brought that up. Otherwise, I would have forgotten. But yeah, they sound disjointed because overall, the material, well, Ozzy lyrics have never been all that great, regardless who was writing them. That's there for the most part but um other than those being lazy i mean there is some filler on here but the the four songs i like are good tunes and i can hear how this album could be so much better and that's what makes it makes me the most angry about it mm -hmm. i think they threw it out too fast i think they should have waited about a year played together a little more because writing wise i think they're pretty much all right except for um liar which but you probably don't have the japanese version so you didn't get subjected to that no it's an available bonus track on the uh digital version okay yeah you can pretty much skip that that might be his worst ballad ever i think it was too bad um all right ralph i know you actually like this album well here, here's the deal with me you know i i'm very contrarian to a lot of people not that I want to be. It's just the way I am. Hmm. Now, I can I can tell the dumbing down of No Rest for the Wicked compared to the first three albums, but fuck The Ultimate Sin. Fuck that album three ways till Sunday. I hate that fucking album. That album's fucking glossy. Ozzy. See, whole Motley Crue theater painting just fucked everything up. You got <laughs> Turbo. <laughs> somewhere in time all these fucking bands went glammy and shitty and crazy nights crazy nights yeah the Some thing is that Oz, ozzy was not evil at all on, on, on ultimate sin he wanted to save the world from the killer of giants <laughs> <laughs> that was not ozzy to me i like evil ozzy and i'll never forget the day the world premiere, uh, Miracle Man on MTV. Mm. I was like, there's my Ozzy. That's the Ozzy I've been missing. He's all evil in a church throwing pigs around and shit. That shit was fucking metal as fuck. And you know another thing? Uh, you all should, should look into this. Er, interviews of Ozzy Osbourne during the Ultimate Sin era. Did you know when Ultimate Sin was brand new, in interviews he would slam the album? He was yep. it when it was new. Really? It was like, oh, I don't like the light and loafers. And it was. <laughs> I thought that that's the same guy that did Crazy Nights. That, is that, it really? Okay. That producer. Yeah. Whatever his name is. That's Ron but, Nevison, right? Yes. See, Ron you know Nevison. the crazy thing is he produced the best UFO albums with Schenker. Who would have figured? But um, I'm not a fan of Crazy Babies. I'm not a fan of Breaking the Rules. That's mm -hmm. it. I love the rest. I love Fire in the Sky. I love Demon Alcohol. I love that riff. I love uh, that bonus track, Hero, Tattoo Dancer, Bloodbath in Paradise, uh, Devil's Daughter Rules. It was, what? Oh, it rules, Greg. <laughs> it rules. That song is so bad, it made me want to pee myself. Uh, that's, that's only because you don't take fentanyl like me. You get, it, you get it then. If you did Central, you'd understand the greatness of Devil. Well, well, fuck my old boots. I guess I have to give you my bathroom. I'm not extreme enough. <laughs> I can't believe you said fuck my old boots. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, I love it, man. They canceled the show. There was no rest for the wicked show down here in Miami. So me and my mm -hmm. friend went all the way to Tampa. And that was the night they filmed the anti-social video of Ozzy. I mean, Anthrax. Anthrax. They opened and they filmed like parking lot, the whole show. That was all filmed at the show I saw. And I'll never forget, man. It, you know, I was a little up there. During the show, I would kind of like close his eye and just look at Ozzy when he's over here with Geezer Butler. Mm. Like pretending, like fantasizing. I'm at a Black Sabbath show. At that <laughs> time, I never saw any member of Black Sabbath with Ozzy on stage. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I, I absolutely love this album. I really do. I mean, I know it's a dumbed-down version. It's not as good as the first three albums, but it's Ozzy's attempt to get back to evil and mm. metal and get away from all that glossy, you know, he, you'll never know why we rock, rock, rock. I hate that fucking song. I, I hate, hate that album, man. That album, <laughs> I love Shine the Dark, though. That's a great song. It is a great That's the only good song on there. Yeah, the only good song. I agree. Bullshit. <laughs> Don't hold it against me. I love Jakey Lee's riffs. And, you know, I, I Greg and I kind of agree that with Ultimate Sin, Jake was kind of left to his own devices to be able to write riffs the way he wanted, which I guess is my main reason for liking Ultimate Sin. But I respect how you feel about it, Ralph, because I also know that this is 86 we're talking about in real time. You were experiencing the Ultimate Sin brand new after being an Ozzy fan all these years, and you were seeing all these other bands that you, you know, loved growing up. Go the route of spandex and glitter and stuff like that. And yeah, I can imagine that was very disheartening. It's yeah. like when Lynch Mob went new metal for me. I hated that. Yeah, it's like, uh, thank God for Thrash. You know, Thrash picked up the slack, and, you know, bands like What You're Wearing and Celtic Frost and Venom. All that stuff came in in my world when all my other bands were just deceiving me with the with the sparkly and, and sparkly clothes and and generic, you know glammy music. Mm. It was fucking, it, you know, to go from Bark at the Moon to Ultimate Sins a huge, huge departure, huge, you know. So yeah, I love Bark at the Moon though. I think, but you know, I mean, to me, it's like. Ozzy, the only guitar player Ozzy ever had that made more than one good album was Randy Rose. I mm. love Park of the Moon. And I loved uh, No Rights for the Wicked. But I don't like anything else Zach did, Zach did with Ozzy. I just don't. Mm. I'll get into that when we talk about No More Tears. Boy, <laughs> I'm going to sound like Greg on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Lou. All right. Uh, I'm going to apologize in advance. Um but I'm again, this album came out in 88, I think it was 88, 89, around that time. I remember my brother, Mike, God rest his soul. Uh, tomorrow will be eight years since we've lost him. You know, he bought the cassette and I remember him playing in it in our room in our stereo. And he's like, I got the new Ozzy album. And here I am at eight years old going, play it, play it, play it. Heard Miracle Man. And I was like, that's not Jakey e. Lee. And, you know. I heard Zach Wilde for the first time because I was at that age, I was really getting into guitar players. And that's when I said, one day I want to learn how to play guitar. Um, heard the solo for Miracle Man. I'm like, oh, wow, this guy's pretty good. And unfortunately, that's where it ended for me because uh, the rest of the album. 
having listened to it now compared to then and you know try to approach approach it objectively i just feel like this is the ozzy album for dunderheads like i i feel like it caters to like the motley crew girls 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 dr feelgood crowd and i didn't enjoy it um the songs i did enjoy obviously miracle man i love bloodbath in paradise and even though i felt like the verse completely sounds like the melody uh verse from megalomania from sabbath sabotage album i like that one too and i liked hero the beginning of fire in the sky i was like oh is this a song for a david lynch movie you know and then it uh oh you know breaks into the riff and you know it had me for a little bit but it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere unfortunately i felt like and this hurts me to say it, but for me, I just felt like No Rest for the Wicked was an album where most of the songs just went nowhere for me, with the exception of Miracle Man, Bloodbath in Paradise, Tattoo Dancer, which you could find on this fine EP, Just Say Ozzy, if you could find it on uh, any website. And uh, I like the song Hero. I thought, you know, I'm like I said, I'm a sucker for melody, so I do think Hero had a, a great melody behind it, but... This is, in my opinion, and just my opinion, it's my least favorite Ozzy album of the 80s. You know, you know what bothers me about that Just Say Ozzy? It's cool and all, don't get me wrong, but mm -hmm. say, it, it bothers me that you're going to stick a goddamn drum solo on an EP. They did the same thing on that Ace Freely EP. There's an Anton Fig drum solo. It's like, it's an EP, man. The fuck you put a drum solo on here for? Why not? Because nothing will ever sound as good as Peter Chris on a live one. That's why. That's, That's right. why. He broke the mold. Uh, Cameron says he saw the No More Tears tour. It looked like Zach never looked at his guitar for two hours. However, someone gave me some angel dust, and it felt like I could have ran through a brick wall. I bet you like Devil's Daughter, too. <laughs> well, well what would you say, Ralph? I said, I bet he likes Devil's Daughter. He does Angel Dust. Oh, he might. He might. Uh, Michael Lynch, uh, love No Rest, not a fan of No More Tears besides the title track. And Travis, what's up, Travis? He says we rule. Of course we rule. Uh, what would you say, Greg, before I interrupted you? I said, yeah, if he's smoking Angel Dust, obviously he likes a terrible song. I've done a lot of Angel Dust. And... <laughs> <laughs> Greg knows all about that. Um, so you know, Greg hates his album. So does uh, Lou. Apparently, I didn't. We never even talked about. It, so I'm shocked that you really didn't like this album, and and, and you love this I'm, album, Ralph. I'm what? not. Lou's usually right. Well, it's just an opinion. I'm not here <laughs> to start a war. Hey, I'm I'm wrong, and damn proud of it. You, you usually are wrong, but I'm I'm going to agree kind of with everybody. I like half of the album. I think it's it's not a terrible album. And and I mentioned this last time uh, when I was in school, I think it was junior high or maybe even high school. All my friends loved this album, you know, and and I like some of the songs. I, mean, I didn't own it at the time. I didn't get my first Ozzy album was No More Tears. So, you know, it took me a while to get to this album. But when I did, you know, there's some really good songs in here. I do, actually do like Crazy Babies. I think it's pretty cool. I just don't like those girls singing uh, the backups uh, for the chorus or whatever. Um, I love Miracle Man. It's an awesome song. 
breaking all the rules. That's my favorite song off the off the album. I don't know. I understand why you don't like it, Ralph. No, I, I believe me, Wayne. Everybody loves that song. I don't get it myself. I just think it's a. I think it's the weakest song on the album. Really? Was it, was just, it played ad nauseum on MTV back in the day? It was never played live. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, that's one of the examples of like some really cliched bad songwriting. Like I was saying, that's I know it was a single. I know they played the hell out of the video, but sounds like Ozzy trying to be Ozzy from 1982. It just doesn't work. It doesn't sound good. It's not an interesting song. Well, you know I just, what? I love I'd, I'd rather have Ozzy trying to be uh, Ozzy of 1982 than Ozzy trying to be Ozzy in 1986. That wasn't Ozzy, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me a fake ass Ozzy over a over that glitter Ozzy any day. I'll no, take glitter or scab Ozzy. I'm good with that. <laughs> uh, you, second... you do, I know you do fentanyl because you just said that. <laughs> Uh, uh, I do love um, uh, Fire in the Sky. It's my second favorite song. I think that was a really cool, awesome uh, song. song. That song Uh, gets stuck in my head, man. Yeah, I've just, I don't, Lou, I would think you would like that song. I don't know, that that chorus is just like really cool. I don't know. Epic, man. It's like one epic, you know, you had Revelation Mother Earth, Diary of a Madman. What was that? Waiting for Darkness. No, it was Channel of Eternity, right? And then yeah. Killer Giants, and this is the the next opus from Ozzy. See, I I loved the Center of Eternity. Wayne didn't like that song, but mm. I, I I can't fake how I feel about it. Well, I, I, no, and and, and I don't and I don't knock anyone who likes it. God bless you if you do. Hey man, none of us can fake it, man. We're all just this is all our opinion. In the yeah, end, you're man. right, Greg. You're right about No Rest for the Wicked. hundred percent right. So is Lou, and he's half right because he he. he <laughs> <is>. <laughs> but my point is, we're all right. Yeah. Yeah. My opinion may sound bizarre to you, but if you think I should think like you, then fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and and you know, and and I'm the biggest believer that timeline is everything, you know. Yeah. So I'm yeah. sure when when this came out and it was a return to form, so to speak, for Ozzy out of the glam period. Oh, I'm sure you welcome that with open arms. Um, I, you, you know, I went crazy when this album came out. You know, mind you, um, when Ultimate Sin came out, I was six. So as a kid, I gravitated towards it. You didn't know any so I still don't know any better. Nothing's changed, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> all uh, good. Yeah, all good. Uh, and then uh, Hero too. I like the song Hero. But the rest of the songs, I don't know. I did not like Devil's Daughter, Blood Breath and Paradise that don't like. Tattoo Dancer, I hate. It's fucking god-awful. His, and Ozzy's singing, I think, is the worst in that song. And uh, Demon Alcohol, I just hate that. That chorus is retarded. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I, yeah, I hate that. He fucking sounds like uh, Mario. <laughs> I love it. It reminds me of that dog. I love that dog that got drunk. Spud McKenzie. Spud. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. I don't know. It's just something I don't expect uh, him to do in the middle of an album. But uh, so, but anyway, uh, yeah, I like half the album. It's a huge step up from Ultimate Sin. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Well, congratulations to Mr. Zach Wilde, Mr. Sirloin of Beefcake, because that was his first album. After stealing, I, I I mean, taking the role of guitar player from uh, Jake E. Lee, who I uh, love and respect dearly. 
Um, you know, I'll get more into Zach. Come no more tears. But I will say this. Hmm. Having seen him this summer as the guitarist in the Pantera Legacy, he did Dimebag Proud. He really did. I thought he did a, an incredible job. Um, but Zach is not my favorite Aussie guitarist. Uh, I, I will put Joe Holmes and Gus G over him, but that's just my opinion. I don't know. I, th- I think Zach kind of fit with Ozzy a little bit better than uh, Jakey e. Lee did. You know, I, I, Randy was like the best, and then Jakey e. was okay, and then I think Zach like really fit well. Like the, that band that they had with uh, Randy Castile, and um, uh, actually, was Bob Daisley on the next album too? Yeah, Bob Daisley. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they they made a, a really good team, I thought. You know, you know, my problem with Zach is just <clears> the, <throat> the constant <throat> usage of pinch That's, harmonics. Yes, I, I know it, it gets annoying, but you know, Randy Rhodes did use them too. So, yeah, yeah. economically, over, but not over use them accordingly. Yeah. Where song? I mean, Jesus, you go listen to Crazy Babies. Every single note. Well, maybe that's what somebody wanted. I don't know. What do you want me to tell you? Yeah, well, you know what? Paul Stanley cut Vinnie Vincent's fucking mic when he did too much of it, and that's what should have happened here. <laughs> and Grand Bonnet pull, pulled out a Ingvay's amp from the speaker. <laughs> uh, Murphyful Fate, not really a fan of either. I tuned out after Ultimate Sin, saw the Ultimate Sin tour, Metallica opened, and they totally destroyed. And Travis, No Rest for the Wicked is the last great Ozzy album. I hate how they put these heart things on the chat and right over the words and you can't fucking read the chat. It's, that's great, YouTube. Thanks. Oh. Ralph, did you see both tours, Ultimate Sin and No Rest for the Wicked? Yeah. no. Uh, Ultimate Sin, I got Queens right though, not Metallica. I never got to see Metallica with Cliff Burton because they never played Florida with Cliff. So wow. okay. by the time they came down to Florida, already Metallica took off to Europe. Okay, so that... I, I love Rage for Order and it was awesome to see. That was the first time I saw Queen's Rock. I was a big Queen's Rock fan at the time. And it was awesome seeing it, but still, I wish it was fucking Metallica. Yeah, and Metallica that... and Ozzy must have been a great show. I, I bummed. I'm so <clears> bummed <throat> I didn't get to see Cliff Burton. I did see the bootleg of uh, Metallica at the Nassau Coliseum on Long Island uh, opening for Ozzy. And I could see why Ozzy said that they gave him they gave him a run for his money, because uh, Jesus Christ, were they on fire? I think it wasn't bad. I mean, I didn't like the Ultimate Sin songs, but I mean, Jake Lee riff. Jake Lee's great on the album, but you know, uh, great guitar playing doesn't make a song to me. You know, mm. fair but, enough. Uh, it was it, it was good. It was a good show. I don't think it was a bad show. I've seen bad Ozzy shows, trust me. Like, Speak of the Devil, that was a bad Ozzy show. And oh my God, I don't think I've ever seen one good Ozfest Ozzy show. He was always terrible on that, except for the time that the time that they brought the original Black Sabbath back, the first time I got to see him was the very first show of that tour. Ozzy sounded fantastic. You know, but and you know, in between every song, he's screaming his ass off, "Come out of here!" And that's how he fucks up his voice. But that was show one, so I got to get to see an excellent Ozzy performance. You know, and Ozzy was, like I said, uh, other than "Speak of the Devil," every '80s show Ozzy did, he was great. He was awesome. You know, "Speak of the Devil" is when he shaved his head. 
when, when, when I, you know, because back then, you know, there was no internet and we'd find out Ozzy shaved his head like a couple months later in a magazine, but we didn't see it yet. So when I saw Ozzy on a, um, Ozzy comes out with, you know, long blonde hair. And I'm like, oh shit, Ozzy shaved his head. And like halfway through the song, he's like, let's go crazy. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, fucking Ozzy. <laughs> fucking lunatic. Ah, cocaine's a wonderful drug. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it is. Uh, so next we get to uh, No More Tears. And uh, again, the same lineup for this album. And with this album, I think they really kind of gelled finally together and put a really good album together. But Ralph, you hate this album. Go ahead. It's adult contemporary Ozzy. It blows. I love the title track. It's a fucking masterpiece. That song fucking owns. I don't mind Mr. Tinker Train, but my, I, you know, today I listened to this album for the first time in a long time. And it's just what I remembered. It's Ozzy trying to be like, you know, that I, I don't want to save the world. It's like, you know, it's kind of a generic a rocking track. You know, it's like not, not the worst thing in the world until it gets to that middle section where he's like, eh, a little vocal. What the hell is going on? <laughs> the desire time after time, I want to kill myself. Uh, my mom coming home, Hellraiser. I don't give a fuck if it's Ozzy or Motorhead. That song blows. <laughs> and Roads to Nowhere. What else is on there? What other crap is on there? Uh, let's see here. Um, Sin. That's not. I don't want to change about uh, time after time. You mentioned the right zombie, zombie stomp. stomp. <laughs> yeah, well, that one at least is a little bit good musically, but it's not. Oh, but yeah, it's, it's just a terrible. To me, that's when I was like, fuck. And then osmosis was even worse. But uh, still. I, that's I was next hoping. week. That's next week. Uh, Desire, AVH. Like, yeah, Alex Van Halen. Yeah, they hear song. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sin. I don't know if we mentioned Sin. But. Uh, I like I like the bonus tracks. Don't blame me and I'm party with the oh, I thought they were bad. Really? I, I thought they were fun. I mean, they're fun songs. Not as good as the No Rest for the Wicked stuff, but I, I'll put it above everything off that album except for Tinker Train and the and the and the title track. The title track is like better than anything on No Rest for the Wicked. I mean that that song is so fucking great, yeah. you know. Great solo from Zach. That's just an awesome masterpiece of a song. And that bass intro too. It's awesome. yeah. No, I think the whole album is great. I love the video and. Uh, it's just the rest of the album is uh, not my thing, Daddy. This is where Ozzy lost me, man. And, and believe it or not, all right, here I'll become even more contrarian than you'll ever believe. The only album I some I'm not saying it's a great album. Don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. Let's cut the deck. The only Ozzy album after No Rest for the Wicked that I like more than anything, and it's not that it's a great album, is Scream. That's right, I said it. Scream. I like Scream more than anything after No Rest of the Wicked. And it's not that great of an album, but I thought it was okay. Why do you like it so much, though? I thought the songs were better. I thought the songs were good. There was a couple clunkers on there, but mm. love what Gus G did, even though he didn't write none of it. Mm. Great, great playing on his part. I just thought it was a fun album, you know? wasn't like, oh my God, it's a great album. But I'm judging it against everything after No More Tears. But I think all that shit is fucking garbage, you know? 
Yeah. I can't remember that album. Well, we'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, go ahead, Lou. So, uh, I admit I got the cassette when it first came out back in uh ninety one. Um, I think it was uh it was it was right around the time of my eleventh birthday. My oldest brother took me to the nearby Nobody Beats the Wiz and said, I'll get you whatever cassette that you want. And the new Ozzy album was out. I love Ozzy. Sabbath is my all-time favorite band. Uh, I wanted to hear it. And, you know, at the time, um, I really loved it. You know, I, I it, it spoke to the to who I was at the time as an 11-year-old. You know, I just found it really melodic and I thought Zach's playing was great on it. Um, and as I get older, I realize not even Lemmy could really save this album. Although in my opinion, he did write or co-write some of the best songs on this album. I do love mom. I'm coming home. Um, it's probably my second favorite ballad that Ozzy's done after tonight. Um, I like the song Desire. I don't want to change the world. It's just, it's too, it's, it's boring for me. It doesn't do anything. Um, Tinker Train was a great opening track. That's one thing I have to give Ozzy is like all of his opening tracks on the first six albums kill the best choices for the opening track. <laughs> um, No More Tears. I agree with Ralph. One of the best songs that Ozzy's ever produced. Uh, side two is where it kind of loses me. Like I like half of it. I like Road to Nowhere, Time After Time, and Hellraiser. But other than that, um, I just feel like it's a lot of filler. I mean, you can tell that this is uh, it, after Ultimate, especially with this album and onwards. It just it just really feels like everything's kind of like a cash in. You know, I I could see how some fans think like the Ultimate Sin with Ozzy going glam was him starting to become a parody of himself. I think, um, you know, by the time of the 90s where he's more known for his notoriety than his music in the mainstream, which again, screw what the mainstream says because, you know, we're not casual fans. We're diehard fans. But we could see that he's trying to attract the casual fans to his quote-unquote crazy side. But it's like, I mean, come on. Have you ever heard him in interviews? He's like, Aside from him being incoherent, you know, he's like one of the most soft-spoken guys there is, you know I mean? Like, it's just, I, I appreciated what the album was at the time. And I do think it's a better album than No Rest for the Wicked, my opinion. But as far as the great Ozzy albums go, this album was what made me go back and revisit Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman and realize those are the two quintessential Ozzy albums, you know, and a diary to me is still right after fair warning. The one of the greatest albums ever made and you can't top it. He hasn't, you know, I mean, any artist should be able to, you know, surpass their standard. I think with Randy, Ozzy found a standard, but as you see with future releases, couldn't live up to it. That's just my opinion. Greg? 
Well, it's better than no rest for the wicked, but um, it's really overrated, I have to say. And I haven't listened to this in a long time, but much like, well, this was my first Ozzy CD. So I listened to it a fucking lot. Mm-hmm. The other were all on cassette, you know, with my Walkman and shit like that. So I heard it a lot and I loved it when, you know, I was like 10 or 11 years old, but going on from there over the years kind of left it alone because yeah, adult contemporary is a pretty damn good description. I'd say more AOR, but a lot, a lot of it's boring. It's really well played. So it's pleasant to listen to the whole thing. And it's pretty melodic. The band definitely gelled here, but as far as classics, there's really only Mr. Tinker train, um, the title track, no more tears, AVH, and I really love Zombie Stomp. That's a cool song. A lot of fun there. He, you can tell Ozzy had a lot of fun singing it. But uh, Mama, I'm Coming Home is a great ballad, and I see why it worked for him, but it's not what I want to hear from Ozzy. It sounds like a bad English song, man. And it's... It's a great ballad, but uh, I don't know. Just something about it is bland. It doesn't sound quite right, you know. This whole thing totally sounds like a cash-in for the most part. And from that perspective, it's good. The songs are well-written, although I will say I like Hellraiser a lot, too, although I hated the Motorhead version of it. Um, Worked better for Ozzy in the context of this record. So... It's good, but I'm not over the moon for it. I mean, it's definitely his best one of the 90s, and I think probably the most important thing happening here is the band gelling and Zach toning it down backwards a little bit because his performance is great on here where it's not even really palatable on No Rest for the Wicked, but it's a pretty boring album overall. Again, I like about four songs from it, and that's it. And the rest is listenable, if only for mostly nostalgia for me, but not one of his better moments overall. Well, we know it was we know it was a good moment for Lemmy because apparently he made more money from this album than any Motorhead album. Hey, wait, good for him. Wait, you know what Lucha said? I found all that out today from Mark Daly. This guy, you know, for for anybody you guys don't understand, there's a guy, Mark Daly, Uh that's constantly writing shit that we all know, constantly, and he did it today. Oh, did you know that he made more money with Ozzy than Motorhead? That's how that's how Lou found out too. So no, I don't follow Mark Mark. Daly. No, I, I'm I'm just a, a well of useless knowledge, and you know it's that's why I'm on Rat Style Review because I get to share that with uh, you fine folks. Because uh, everyone else in my neighborhood's like, you like the Jets? No, <laughs> I don't have music knowledge. But uh, Murphy, uh, Greg, he almost fell on the floor with that bad English comment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it really does, even though it sounds great and it's well produced and it's greatly played i mean that opening acoustic guitar just makes me think of when i see you smile it's like jesus no. <laughs> i didn't even think about that but now you got that in my head thanks i'll be honest with you if far 
did it, and I can imagine Lou Graham singing it. It would be phenomenal, but ah, Ozzy. Zach works well in it. It's just not what Ozzy should have been doing. And what every, if Motorhead? What? Every song on No More Tears and every Ozzy song after No More Tears, you can get the worst one. It's still better than anything that English has ever done. <laughs> that band fucking sucks. Yeah, dude, that's totally true. But I mean, talking about radio ballads in 91, you can see how I thought comparison, though. I saw that guy recently. What was his name? John Waite? Yeah. He opened for Pat Benatar. And boy, uh, he had a lot of hits because everything he was playing that night, I was like, oh, I know that crappy ass song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that shitty song that was meant to. It, was not, it wasn't just uh, uh, bad English. He had a lot of solo hits before that. Really? Uh, no idea. Yeah, that. Uh, they do that horrible song, uh, Mister Mister. He was oh. in in that Broken Wings or whatever the fuck it's yeah. called. Yeah. yeah, so he he hung around for quite some time on the adult contemporary stations, torturing us with money. Good thing Richard Marks didn't last that long. You know, like Richard Marks. Huh? You know, a lot of people like Richard Marks. Go ahead, I don't. He's got a huge head. <laughs> you you, you want to hear something funny or not, Wayne? Shut yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm letting you go. I'm not. <laughs> no, uh, when I was living in Jersey, we used to go to this one bar a lot called Adelphia's, and sometimes they would have live concerts and shit there. Well, Richard Marks lived like in the town. Come by on Saturday nights and shit, and do his own songs karaoke and pick up the cougars in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's his fan base. It, it was so funny though. It's like, what, what are you broke? Nah, <laughs> Just get a lot of ass this way. It's like, okay. <laughs> uh, well, Wayne, what's your opinion on the album? Uh, I don't have an opinion. Uh, okay, fair enough. Murphy, Murphy does not like Richard Marks. And uh, John Waite was in the babies. I don't even think Richard Marks likes Richard Marks. Nobody does like those cougars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this this is my first Ozzy album, my first Ozzy CD. Actually, this is the one right here I got. Um, and actually, I, I like it so much that I will put it after the first three Ozzy albums. Like this would be the fourth one. I'd skip over Ultimate Sin and No Worse for the Wicked and put this there. I think it's that I good. Um, because the one thing that I, I do notice it's it's very dark sounding and it's there's a lot of evil sounding songs in here and that, that's that's what Ozzy sounds like to me like no more tears that song just sounds evil and it's just very dark and very heavy and that's what Ozzy reminds me of just being like that dark person and it fits him so well and it's just an awesome song and, and that's that's the one song that really made me say I gotta really get into Ozzy you know and then I remember watching um some kind of MTV live show that Ozzy was doing. And I heard that song. I don't want to change the world. And I actually liked that song. And I thought the chorus was good. Actually, the, the live version of that song is way better than the, the version on this album. Um, What else did I hear? And my friends, they loved Mr. Tinker Train. So I heard that song. I'm like, all right, finally, I'll just buy this album because I like so many songs off it already. Uh, the only songs I don't like, and I think it hits the, the shit hits the fan when it gets to zombie stomp. I hate that fucking song and AVH. But other than that, I, I like every single song on here. 
I think it's just it's just a really really good Ozzy album, you know, from start to finish, pretty much. Um, yeah, I, and I, the band really gelled together. I think they they all really finally got to know each other and really put out a really great album. So I love it. By the sound of the album, they also had sex with each other. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's in actually the liner notes. I, I was reading that before. Yeah. Thank you, KY Jelly. Um, no, no I they mean, went in went in dry. But Mr. Oh. Mr. Tinker Train, by the way, was never played live. Really? No, really. I'm surprised. Me that too. A good one that uh, to pull off live, actually. I saw oh. I saw that tour twice. The Theater of Madness tour. They mm. played smaller venues. And then he came back with the No More Tours arena show, mm. where, you know, back then it was like, oh, my God, that's it. No more Ozzy. Bye, Ozzy. That's why I think it was. I think it was something on MTV about the No More Tours thing. And I thought he yeah. was actually leaving. But, you know, I, oh. I, obviously we know that was a bunch of bullshit. Um, one, one good thing you brought up, Wayne, uh, I don't want to change the world, the live version. There, there was a video for that. And yeah, hmm. loved that song when I heard the live version. And then hearing it on the record, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's missing something. I don't know. Whatever that live version has, maybe it's just a little faster live or something. I don't know. but A little faster. It's a little bit more. They sound way more robust live hmm. than the record. Not that... Not that like their balls were completely cut off, like um, hysteria or something like that. You know, it's it's not a pop record, but it's missing some of that menacing quality. Like you mentioned, it still sounded evil. Well, it is for like a uh, NBC Friday Night movie, I guess. <laughs> it's certainly not. That. It was just darker set. That the, the guitars were heavy, and the bass bass was very prevalent on this album too. So just very bass heavy, just thicker guitar yeah. sounds on here. So just sounded good. And uh, Murphy's mentioned this a few times. Louis loves your shirt. Thanks, Murph. Um, I will say this. Um, you know, around the time that No Rest for the Wicked and No More Tears came out, Sabbath had Cross Purposes and Tear with Tony Martin on vocals. I'll take those two albums over these two albums. Oh, yeah, I would, too. I mean, Tony Iommi was doing great shit with Tony Martin. And, you know, the fact that they were on a crappy record label like IRS, um, unfortunately, did not do them justice. You know, granted, they were doing great overseas. But, you know, um, as someone told me that most bands uh, get most of their money when they tour the States. And unfortunately, for those two albums... Sabbath, I think, for, for I think it was for cross purposes. I think it was like one week of shows, and the rest were non sellouts, or they weren't selling any tickets, and they had to cancel the tour. So you know, I, I think it's a shame. And on top of that, I think it was around the time of no more no uh, no rest for the wicked, where S Sabbath were you know either playing the same venues at different times, and from what I heard, you know, this is just a rumor and innuendo. Supposedly, Sharon called those same venues and said, you either take Sabbath off the bill or you don't get Ozzy. Now, that that's actually a true story, Lou. I remember reading that. Really? OK. Oh. Uh, I don't know if it was that tour, though, because what tour? Tire? The tire tour? It, I think it was Cross Purposes or Tears. One of the right, two. No, I had to be Cross Purposes. 
cross purposes even came down here. You know, I mean, uh, but here, I, I don't know if that toward the states. I know it didn't come near Florida. Greg's got something. It, what, what? I meant headless cross, Ralph. I'm sorry, not cross purposes. Headless cross, I don't think played the states. I could be wrong, but I mm. think it was only a European. <laughs> Go ahead, Greg. Yes, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to fix the goddamn sound. This is your fault. <laughs> I, I, but um, no, you, you're right. It was it was headless cross. They played about a week of shows in the U.S. Then Sharon started her bullshit, and the whole rest of the tour pretty much ended up canceled. They say due to low ticket sales, but that was only part of it. The rest of it was the Osborne camps bullshit. If I met Sharon Osborne today, I wouldn't even acknowledge her. That's all I'm going to say. I, I I don't think there's a, been a bigger cancer on 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 metal and hard rock than than, than she has. I'm sorry. I, I I can't take vindictive people. You know, if you're a business person, you know, being shrewd is one thing. Being vindictive is a completely different thing. Mm hmm. I would like I would like to kick Sharon Sharon Osborne into her baby maker. <laughs> let, let, let me tell you one thing that she did that's despisable. I mean the worst. Now, I don't know if it's the worst thing she's done, but she kicked Phil Suzanne in the knee in front of Randy Castillo's open casket. I heard that. I mean, they were right there in front of the casket and she kicks him in the knee. Right in front of his casket. They couldn't, she couldn't walk like 10 feet away. For what reason? Because she hated him. Yeah, there was a lot of bad blood. He wanted money from Shot in the Dark, and then they put it out of print so he wouldn't make no money. You know, it's the same thing with her putting Trujillo and the guy from mm -hmm. Fake No More on those early albums to fuck over Bob and Lee. She's a she's a hard, but she saved Ozzy's life. Yeah, she did. All right. If it wasn't for Sharon Osbourne, there wouldn't have been no Blizzard of Oz or Die of a Madman. That's a fact. She did do good, but she did just as bad afterwards. I can agree with that. I hate her. <laughs> I can agree with that too. I'm going <laughs> to the bathroom. <laughs> Which one is he go? Go the wings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I I agree with it too. But it it wasn't actually all just Phil Suzanne by himself, though, like uh, Lou had mentioned on the last show about the ultimate sin. Shot in the Dark started off as a song with his old band, and his old band members wanted money, too, because it's basically the same fucking song. Mm -hmm. All they really changed were the lyrics for the Ozzy album. Now, Ralph, you, did you, you said you saw the No More Tours tour, right? Twice. Twice. Did you have a feeling that he was going to eventually renege and come back? No. No, I was an idiot. After all, I like No Rest for the Wicked. <laughs> no, honestly, I really did think that's it. Ozzy has enough money. He wants to retire. You know, he's sick of the shit. But some, and here's the thing I honestly do believe Ozzy wanted to retire. But Ozzy has no say in his life. All this bullshit with Ozzy saying, I really need to get on stage. I need to get on. That's fucking Sharon pulling his string, telling him what to say. Because I saw an Osborne episode where Ozzy was complaining about being on the road, all pissed off about it. He's sick of it, man. 
he doesn't want to go on stage anymore. Sharon's the one that needs like, you know, an extra heater in the fucking hot tub to send Ozzy out on tour again, you know? And, you know, Ozzy, I mean, have you seen footage of Ozzy now walking? It's so sad. And she still wants to put him on stage. It's ridiculous. And now she's got him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Where, man, it's just sad. Listen, Ozzy is so incoherent. You know, back in the day, he was a little, you know, it was that British act, uh, Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. It's that accent that kind of sounds mumbly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when they were doing the Osborne show, he was heavily medicated on prescription drugs. That he was zonked out of his mind that whole series, and everybody thought Ozzy was normally that burnt. No, he was fucked up on pills, and now it's like he's just fucked up on everything because of all his neck surgeries and stuff. And I did watch an Osborne episode. I couldn't finish it. I can't understand what Ozzy's saying, and I can give three fucks what the other three have to say. I, I always love the um, with the Weird Al interviews with uh, Ozzy. Those are great. <laughs> Those were fucking hilarious. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> that was good shit back then. Uh, uh, there was something I was going to say, and I don't remember it. So I guess it really didn't matter. All right, that matters. It. it doesn't matter. I don't matter either. But you guys matter, and everybody watching this show matters. And you even matter even more if you hit that subscribe button. If you That's don't hit not. it, if you don't hit it, you don't matter at all. But you better fucking hit it. Okay, we're very close to monetization. We've got enough subscribers for that, but we just need the views, and we're almost there. Just a few more. Yeah. yeah. Share this with your friends. Murphy, share this with your friends. Jay Baca, share this with your friends. Uh, Catman, Travis. share it with your cats. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Uh, Catman said, and I didn't know you have a new track out, Ralph. What is that about? He said he liked uh, your new track. No, I don't. It's an old track that was never released. Uh-huh. I did a song with a band called Hey, thanks, Catman. So Catman saw my video. Yeah, he did. Uh, I did. I'm, I put up a Halloween, a special Halloween video yesterday where I talked about freaky shit that's happened to me in my life. Hmm. Uh, and then at the end of it, I said, I'm going to play you all a song from a band called Necromaniac. The song is called Tables Will Turn. Now, Necromaniac was a local band down here, and I loved the song because it was very Sabbathy. Hmm. And then they started inviting me up on stage to sing it as a duet. Now, when they went to the recording studio, I went and I did the whole song and they were going to cut my part, add it with the, the singer Paul to make it a duet. So I did the full version and they gave it to me. Before I even left the studio that day, he burned on a disc, here's an unmixed version. And that album was never released and the band broke up. So who knows what's going to happen? I did talk to the guitar player and I said to him, dude, is it cool if I can put that track up? And that, go right ahead. It'll never be released, and but yes, uh, uh, it's a song called "Table of Turn" from Necromaniac, and it's an awesome song. I'm very proud of how it came out, and thank you so much, Catman, for checking it out. Right on, man. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Um, anybody else got anything else? Louis By the way, you know who Catman is. No, Peter Chris is the only Catman. That's true. That is true. Only Catman that matters. He ain't Peter <laughs> Chris, Eric Singer. Um. <laughs> Anything going on with me? Uh, well, um, as you can see over here, I have my guitars out, so I'm gonna oh, be no. recording some Severed Angel stuff soon. Oh, okay. Uh, already, you know, working on an EP first, and then you know, 
that's going to be all covers. And then writing the fourth album. <laughs> that's right. We have three albums already finished, but mm-hmm. well, you ain't going to hear them until we're ready to release them. Yeah. So I got that going for me. And uh, tomorrow night, I got invited to jump on the Generation S podcast to talk about my favorite wrestling company of all time, ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling, the original where Lou, the host, and I will be discussing all the pay-per-views in sequence, but not in one night. Okay, good. And uh, basically using this as a way to cross-promote, you know, Rad Style Review, also Almost Human, you know, just bring us on, you know, and Severed Angel to bring us onto different platforms. Generation S is really sort of like a, I guess you could say it's like a 90s nostalgia type podcast so you know lou's really big into uh and no i'm not speaking in the third person people i'm talking about lou carnival the host of the show he's really into like you know power rangers and you know like wwe attitude era and things like that so he's a nerd just like us the way we are with metal he is with like that stuff yes (laughs) so i'm gonna jump on that to do some uh cross promoting with our brands and uh you know it should be fun Right. And uh, like I said, just working on music and, you know, Christmas is coming soon. So, yay, I got to work yeah. more. <laughs> fun, all fun, 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 fun. Uh, and uh, Ralph, what are we going going to do tomorrow in Almost Human Live? Yeah, tomorrow in Almost Human Live, uh, it's going to be a Thin Lizzy episode where we pick our top 10 Thin Lizzy albums and top five. I mean, top five Thin Lizzy albums and top hmm. 10. The Lizzy songs, and we're gonna have Mr. Martin Popoff. Oh, that so that'll be exciting. I was just part of the Contrarians the other day, and I love doing that trivia stuff. And I also want to say something historic happened to me today on my Almost Human channel. My the my recent news video I just put up tonight got a thousand views in less than an hour. Wow! Congratulations. That's never happened before. I. It usually takes me, I mean, a, a good video that gets a lot of hits, it'll usually take me about three to four hours to get a thousand hits. This shit, like, you know, I went on my YouTube, you see, you know, when you get a lot of views, that, that firework display they show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and the video that once in a up, while. Yeah, the video was <laughs> up for like 15 minutes, and I saw, holy shit, it's almost at 515 minutes? Wow. Yeah, it hit over a thousand, so. What yeah, was the, I, what's I, it about? Uh, it what's today's about? It, uh, uh, Ace Frehley saying my new album is gonna make uh Paul Stanley look like an idiot. He doesn't need a new album to make him look like an idiot, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, my my news thing because I've been I've been really busy now with the news thing. Mm. I've been putting up news reports every day, and I noticed it's been really helping my channel grow immensely. Yeah. Uh, the only news that matters. Yeah, it's the only news that matters. That's that's what the thing is, man. You got to do something every day. I just don't have the time. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, and you know, but for me, man, I do like six, seven videos a day, and then I don't have to do anything for like a week. Mm. You know, I get a lot of donations, and I do them all at once. And then when I'm done with my donations, and I schedule them on my channel, it's about two to three weeks of videos that right. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. You know. But lately, it's getting kind of bad because I get so many donations that some of the people have been writing me going, did you get my money? Because I sent it like two weeks ago. I know, man. I've been so busy. So what I'm doing now is I'm putting two to three videos up a day so people don't have to wait anymore. Mm. 
So yeah, my channel's kicking ass, and Wayne is the star of Almost Human Live. You got to check that shit out tomorrow. It's always a lot of fun. We do it. It gets so many views, especially, you know, I mean, during the show, we get many views, but afterwards, it's it gets crazy, man. Yeah, yeah usually about 70, almost 80 people in the chat live, so it's, it's really cool. Oh, we've Come had over time. 100 at one time already. Oh yeah, that's probably why I wasn't on. Probably that. Yeah, I, I saw it on my phone like 110 people at once. That's crazy. Wow, awesome! Those are the well, fun ones, man. One thing I gotta say about Ace, he's had more albums since 2009, which is also the same year Sonic Boom that came out. Uh, Sonic Boom had come out, then uh, you know, he's had more more releases than Kiss since that time, and and it just sounds so much better. You know, the fact that he actually had to say his next album is going to make Paul Stanley look like an imbecile. Really, Ace, you don't need to come out with another album. Just let Paul talk. <laughs> yeah. And he's got the guy from Trickster helping him. Oh, Steve Brown? Yeah. Oh, uh, never mind. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? And I, was, yeah. I, even, I even went and checked Trickster video because I was like, all right, I only know those two crappy trickster songs from back in the day. So I went and checked out some of their albums. Then I couldn't finish. I just all right, next song. Next yeah, song. I, I can't he's he's a good guitar player, Steve Brown. I'll give him that. Yeah, he's a good guitar player. Jakey Lee's a great guitar player, and he did the ultimate sin. <laughs> Touche. I still like it. <laughs> what we say, well, Greg? When we get out of here. One, one thing I think we can all agree on. And is very interesting. Do you ever notice the older Paul Stanley gets with the makeup on? He looks more like a velvet painting of a sad crying clown from the mid seventies. He looks like <laughs> Joy Behar from The View. <laughs> he looks like them velvet crying clowns. <laughs> there are actual. This is one of the greatest mysteries on planet Earth. There are people out there that think Paul Stanley is the greatest frontman. Real, <laughs> I think honestly, and I'm not saying this as a joke or to be counterculture. I can't think of anybody worse than Paul Stanley, the frontman. I mean, he's fine as a performer, but mm. when he talks between songs, I don't think anybody's worse. I really don't. It's it's really? cringy shit, man. <laughs> it is. It work too. Well, <laughs> well, it's like what handsome Dick Manitoba said. Uh, in that um, in in that uh, documentary, we love Kiss. He's like, I don't get it. How do you get the audience to react? And then he said he was watching Paul Stanley and how he would have the raps between sets. And he's like, I got it, I got it. You know how you make money in this business? You got to be stupid. That's what he said, and he was right. You know, you know what Kiss stands for? It keep stands, it simple, stupid. It it stands for Kiss. Uh, keep it stupid, stupid. <laughs> even more fitting <laughs> alright I gotta get out of here before I get rock and roll pneumonia so uh, again Ralph thanks for joining us so hey, let's call out Dr. Love sorry <laughs> couldn't help it and we'll see you guys next week when uh, we do Osmosis and what's the other one who gives a yeah. shit <laughs> what is the name of the other album down, um, down to earth down to earth yes okay well Shmagamaga Bang Bang Pizza Skulls yeah. and Demone say it Ralph. say it he didn't say it. I said it. Oh, I didn't hear him. <laughs> Goodbye.